hit. Okay. Yeah. So everybody give permission <laughs> for the recording and welcome. Welcome to today's office hours call on focus and the physiology of stress. Um, but although we have a theme, please feel free to ask any questions that you have, okay, regarding your business, regarding the course. Um, this is something to help you, um, to support you into achieving your goals, because of course, focus is a big thing um, to avoid procrastination, because sometimes our ability to focus um, is, is the big driver for us to really sit down and not get up in the middle of what we're doing to do something else. Sometimes it's because it's just uncomfortable because it's something difficult um, or something challenging for us to do. Um, and and we, we're faced with our assistance and that could be the stressor. And sometimes it's just that the physiology of stress, so many things going on in our lives and, you know, the lack of sleep and, you know, lack of proper nutrition and all the different stimuli that causes a survival and stress response that really limits our ability to stay focused on one thing. So, of course, this has to do with business because we have so many goals and we have so many tasks. And when you complete your WAP weekly, some of those things require focus, require us to, you know, sit down and focus on that one thing that we're doing, shut everything else out. And when there is a stress response, that's very difficult to do. So we're going to talk more about that. But again, just a reminder, feel free to, to stop me at any point and, and ask questions regarding anything that's maybe not related. We're always going to find something that's associated with this. <laughs> um, so as always, write down your ahas regarding this and then your action steps. Because uh, with the physiology of stress, there's a lot of theory. There's a lot of information. Um, so make an effort to turn this into an action, right? So how can I help myself in a practical way throughout my day, throughout my weeks into focusing? And that could be an action step. If there's an insight because you identify one of the stress responses that I'm going to mention and you say, oh yeah, that's me. Those are all the symptoms that I have throughout the day. Then, you know, write that down, identify that, but then turn it into an action step. I'm going to share with you how to support yourself depending on which stress response you're um, experiencing. And when I'm done, when we're finished with the call, I'm going to take a picture and then I'm going to put, uh, tag you in the Facebook group. And then that's where you're going to share it with all the soul crafters. All right. Um, and also just another little check-in with your WAPs and how you're doing. If you're having, uh, any trouble completing that, if you feel that focus, um, is, uh, getting in the way of you completing your WAP or implementing the things that are on your web throughout the week. Anybody you want to share? Yeah, Helene? 
I don't want to share anything, but it is definitely my problem. <laughs> okay. Okay. So with the implementing or with the filling in or both? Well, I'm not implementing. So yeah, both really. Okay. Okay. Um, anybody else have anything to share or any specific questions? Yeah, Claudia. So um, I had over the last weeks, some, I would say, disturbance. So I really felt my energy uh, lower than normally I'm experiencing. And that had influence to my performing, let's say, for, for my business. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was really hard to focus <laughs> as the, the things which are troubling about in my knowing and being huh, and really dragged uh, energy away from the focus part mm -hmm. i i was thank grateful for having the web because then at least by sitting down and writing it i i had the feeling it it put me a bit back into my normal um uh framework let's say mm -hmm. yet it was not what it was before but at least it was a bit of moving mm -hmm. you know? and mm -hmm. now when it's it, it kind of the whole thing um solved or things were over time solved, dissolved or whatever. And I now slowly feel my energy coming back. And I'm very grateful that I could keep this small thing still up and going. Huh? Yeah. Because that then makes sure that I'm quicker back, back on track. Huh? Good, good. Okay. Okay. Well, that's a good example in supporting yourself to, to focus and, and, and not fall off the wagon when things are going on in your life. So to kind of keep yourself on track, how, however you can. So the important thing, as we always mention in these calls, is to set yourself up for movement, right? And, you know, if things get a little bit rocky, things get a little bit shaky in your life, um, because there's a lot going on, or there's something that's uh, impactful, you know, that's happening, um, and that a lot of your attention or a lot of your emotional drive um, is, is paying attention to that, is oriented towards that one thing, then just set yourself up for movement. You know, um, we need to redesign our standards when, um, when we're in the midst of something rocky. We're in, we're, uh, when we're in the midst of a thunderstorm, even if it's not like a tragedy. It doesn't matter when there's a lot going on, whether it's because it's very intense or there's a large amount of things, then just lightly tweak your standards. I'm not saying drop them. I'm saying just, you know, lightly tweak them. So with the circumstance that's going on right now, um, what is my standard? What is um, the, the bar? Okay that I'm aiming at. And why do we do that? We do that because so that we keep moving so that we set ourselves up for movement. Because if we are, let's say, um, I don't know, there's like a, a family issue going on, right? Something heavy, something important that, of course, with my core values, I'm going to pay attention to my family. It's not going to be work, you know, before that. But still, I need to maintain my work. So I kind of need to 
check in and see how everything's going so it doesn't collapse. And so that my team has the tools they need to um, do the things that I can't do because I'm not there. Um, so we need to rearrange our standards because if my standards outside of that situation are, you know, um, I don't know, do like five presentations a week and uh, call so many people and, you know, we're like really ambitious and we're like, yes, we're, we're doing this. And then this big thing happens. We're going to be really frustrated because we didn't hit those marks. And it's not a matter of procrastinating. It's not a matter of not being capable to do it. It's just a matter of that this thing is going on and I really need to take care of it. So maybe break it down to one presentation or just the calls and then making sure that I don't know, my team does the presentations and then that's the standard. So then I feel that I'm still moving because I'm still doing things so that those goals are taken care of or at least maintained, right? And it's not all or nothing. And I'm not frustrated because I'm not hitting my marks. I'm saying, okay, the least I had to do was this and I did it, okay. I feel good. And then you don't lose that connection to the energy, the energy that you were building. So that's an important thing. The whole set yourself up for movement thing. Um, and, uh, you know, the shift for set yourself up for success and set yourself up for movement. Um, they're both valid. And they're both for different moments, right? There are moments where we can just go, 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 drive, you know, and then sometimes we exceed our expectations and our goals and our standards, and that's amazing. And then there are moments where it's like, oh my God, I'm not gonna be able to do this because I have all of these things going on. Okay, set yourself up for movement, don't stop. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Can I just, can I, but, hey, hey, yeah. okay. So, hey, I'm just trying to get that. So, for example, to be honest with everyone here, we're all ladies. I've been feeling in the last three weeks, I just got negativity after negative with my work, with my family, my family back home. Mm -hmm. And it just, and with my business, my USANA business. And I just felt stretched. So, I went back to my work, lessened some loads, but still kept moving forward. But then it was just overwhelming. Mm. Like, so I went off the wagon. Mm -hmm. so I, yeah. yeah. How do you get, like I tried tapping, I tried going away for a mother's group, mm -hmm. doing it. And even my vibe was off. Like I was like, yeah, I, I can do this. I'm on, on my way. I've lessened some things. I'll mm -hmm. do a Sanaviv mask with some mothers that I haven't caught up in two years, but we're doing this little weekend getaway. Yeah. And I was just presenting, but it was just off. Like I was in there, but not. It was weird. Mm, okay. I don't know if that makes sense. So it does. It does make sense. Um, it makes more sense than you imagine. We all have those moments. Um, I just want to, um, I'm curious to know what being overwhelmed felt like for you and your body, just to see what was being activated. 
Were you, just did you? Heavy, heavy, heavy on my shoulders, yeah. Okay. Did you feel that you were able to rest properly or that you your heart rate was kind of racy um, or that you were worried, like your breathing was off, kind of like anxiety or, or was it more of like not being able to pick up the rhythm at all and felt super heavy and sleepy? Not sleepy. Like I still had energy and I'd sleep, mm-hmm. but it was like something would trigger me and then I would scratch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. 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 So that is like a sympathetic system response. So basically when we feel that there is some kind of, when there's a perceived threat, okay? And I say perceived threat because it's very subjective. It, it, yeah. it all depends on how you look at it. And it's very conditioned to your life experiences, you know, if, if something at some point of your life happened, and, and then your nervous system feels that it's happening again, that it's repeating over and over. So that's why it's a per- perceived threat. Anything that is threatening your safety, your connection, or your belonging is going to trigger a survival response, you know, to protect you. And that is manifested in different ways. So fight and flight are the sympathetic system out of our nervous system, right? Autonomic nervous system, which means that it, it acts auto- automatically without our, um, without our decision, okay? So we don't like choose, what? Was it like, is it like the subconscious? Well, yeah, it could be at a subconscious level. It's more at a primal level. So it's a part of our brain that is, that is the lizard brain. That's what they call it. Um, that is designed to um, keep us safe, to survive, basically. Okay. So we don't choose for our heart rate to go up all of a sudden. It happens on its own. And it, that means that it's getting our body ready for defense, right? There's a perceived threat out there as if we were, you know, animals and there's, you know, a lion behind the bush. And of course, what our nervous system does is get ourselves super ready to defend ourselves, whether it is flight, which is running away. And so this, there's this really large energy charge that gets us ready to run, 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 run. So all of the body's function is oriented towards that or fight if we see that we have a chance right and there's no there's no um time to analyze that it's like this instinctive response and if we fight then it's going to be more like very similar our heart is going to race and we're just going to be like forward right just kind of like jumping on top of the thing So those are the two survival responses um, from the sympathetic nervous system, but from the parasympathetic nervous system, which is designed to help us rest, digest food, you know, and wind down. 
that's a different response. Okay. So when our parasympathetic nervous system um, is activated, then we are more calm, you know, we, but when it's way down before the, um, below the window of tolerance, it's not just rest and digest and, and, and it, uh, it allows our focus. So this is where focus comes in. Okay. So when all of our energy is not super alert to defend ourselves and we wind down, we're able to focus on one thing when our nervous system is just like, okay, there's a threat out there. It's really, really hard to read a book, right? <laughs> there's a perceived threat out there. My, my attention is going to be all around me and, and, and our, my mind is going to be, of course, there's no lion out there, but there is a perceived threat and that could be failure. And that could be um, rejection from, from a client or something like that. So if that is very activating <clears throat> to me, then my mind is going to be, you know, racing and looking for possible risks and possible ways to protect me from that threat. So then it's hard to read a book right? It's hard to sit down and focus on one thing. So we need to wind down. We need to find ways to activate our parasympathetic nervous system by grounding in different ways, rooting, grounding, and being present in our bodies so that, you know, we can lower our heart rate and breathe properly and unclench our jaw, which is a fight response because mammals clench their jaws so that if they're in a fight, it doesn't get dislocated. So it's a fight response. Or if any of you have uh, restless legs, you know, when you shake your legs, when you're in your computer or something, and then, you know, you do this with, with your leg, that's a flight response. It's energy, flight energy that's stuck in the body. At some point you wanted to run away from something and you weren't able to discharge that energy. So then it's stuck. So, so then what happens? See the scratching that you mentioned, Daphne, that, that's, um, that's a fight response. So, um, because anything that has to do with the skin, which is kind of exposed like rashes and, and, you know, like outbreaks, things like that, even if you can't really see it, but if, if it's itchy, then, then there is some type of outbreak is <clears throat> it's a defense response, right? It's like, I'm, I'm doing this because something, you know, touched me that I don't want near. Yeah. So, um, a great way to wind down is breathing techniques, but in a way that you're very present with your body. Okay. So not just mechanical, a lot of people say, yeah, well, yoga and, uh, and meditation 
And all those things help you, you know, wind down, not necessarily, we can really, really be in our heads and do yoga a full class. And it really didn't help much. Well, it helped our muscles stretch, right? But in the sense of regulating your nervous system, you need to be present in your body while you're doing it. And sometimes it's just sitting down and doing something really slow and noticing what happens in your body. So focusing on the physical sensations, because sensation is the language of the nervous system. It is not thought, it is not language. It is not emotion either. It has to do with emotions, but sensation is the language of the nervous system. There's a different part of the brain for emotions and, and language. So drop down to your body and notice, notice what you notice, right? Um, it could be notice how your, if you're sitting on a chair, how your feet feel in contact with the ground and the physical sensation could be temperature. It could be, um, the pressure of the sole of your feet against the ground, which points are more in contact with the ground and which aren't maybe in your arc. Um, the, vol the volume of your feet, feeling that, feeling textures, right? Are there any rough parts? Is there movement, like tingling, feeling, vibration? Do you feel your pulse somewhere in your body? And then you work your way up to your legs or buttocks or whatever is in contact underneath you. And then you feel those points where you feel the weight of your body. And the reason why I start with that, with the weight of your body is so that you don't start with the more subtle sensations, because sometimes feeling the sensations in our body is not easy. Sometimes we can't find it if we, if we don't have practice. So look for the stronger, maybe the ones that stand out. So gravity, you know, and the weight of your body um, tends to be easier. So that's why usually in meditation courses or, you know, like mindfulness or Vipassana, they, they go straight to, they start with where there's weight. And then just notice in your body, what happens when you, when you feel that, when you, when you allow yourself to, to feel that physical sensation, you know, you will most likely notice that something happens, whether that sensation transforms or moves, or there's a different sensation in a different part of your body that shows up. And, and maybe you realize just then that your neck feels kind of stiff, feels kind of rigid. Because when we drop down, we start feeling. And we realize that our breath is kind of short. So maybe by focusing on that, it, it kind of relaxes and we drop down a little bit and it becomes deeper and slower. 
And then, you know, we feel our neck. It's like, oh, but without judgment, without trying to change what you're feeling. This, ladies, is the best way to wind down, to notice what is happening in your body, but feeling it, allowing yourself to feel it. So then what happens there? That thing that was a perceived threat, let's say that it was a customer may reject me or um, the course that I'm going to put out there is going to look very low quality. And that just feels very edgy to me. You know, it's like people are going to think that, I don't know, that I'm not professional, whatever. So th this is the threat. This is the perceived threat. And this is us, right? So this is going on in, in our body. How many of these fit in here? Let's say six, seven. Okay. So it's really in the way. I can't focus on anything else because this is really big, right? It's like, okay, I, I'm driving the kids to school. This is there big time, rapid heart rate. You know, I can still function and do things, but oh my God, do I feel this, right? But then when we drop down to our body, and we start winding down and our breathing changes and um, our heart rate goes down a little bit. We unclench our jaws, our muscles become a little bit more relaxed and they're not super tight and alert. You know, what happens is that the perceived threat didn't change. Our container changed. It's more digestible. We're making more space for what is. Okay, Ellie, have a good day. Um, so then we can process, we can process what we're going through. So it's never about, um, I'm never, I never want to go through a rough patch. You know, it's never about eliminating the rough patch or things that come up in life because we can't do that. We can't control it. We can't control, you know, people from passing away. We can't control, you know, a pandemic, we can't control those things and circumstances that happen, but we can work on ourselves to have a larger container to be able to process that. And so that things aren't so incredibly activating that we can't focus. Yes, Sigrun. Yes, I have a question. And, but isn't it sometimes, is it always like the processing will finally get the result for for a longer period or is it sometimes that we do have to change something in the outside to yes. to get out of whatever is stressing us yes that's a great question that's a great question so um you know everything that i'm explaining um really comes from studying mammals so um Peter Levine, who is the, um, the creator of somatic experiencing, which is nervous system regulation one-on-one -on -one and trauma support and the physiology of stress. He studied mammals for a very, very, very long time because he said, these animals that live in the wild and that are under constant threat from predators, so real life threat, constantly oh ali sorry ali is signing in probably from her phone um 
they, they don't um, present trauma symptoms and they're constantly under threat. So why, since we're in a more civilized quote unquote world, and there's not a lion behind the bush every day, why do we present those? Right. So um, there's a our, our perception of threat. Okay. Which has to do in our case as human beings with our culture, with the way that we were brought up with things that happened to us, like even a car crash or a surgery, right? All those things condition our nervous system and how we respond to things around us. And of course there's the environment, right? There's the environment around us. So if your environment is super activating because let's use the, um, the example of a child being raised in a home where their uh, parents are always fighting, right? That's a very activating environment for the child. And the child is going to be presenting stress symptoms or responses. If we put that kid out of that environment um, into his aunt and uncle's house with his cousins playing, he's going to have a different experience, right? Of course, he needs his parents, but he's not in the environment where there's constant activation. Same thing for us, right? If we're in our office and everything is messy and we're having trouble focusing and with orientation, it may be activating for us. You know, if uh, we need to focus on something for two hours straight and our phone is constantly ringing and um, we get notifications, right, all the time. And we know that we have like this deadline and that deadline and, and we need to, you know, we signed up for so many things. We're going to be very, very activated. That is environment as well. So we may need to move a couple things around for the same goal that I mentioned before to set ourselves up for movement. Because when the activation is so strong, when the uh, sympathetic system is just stuck on, okay, and we're very alert because there's so many things going on, so many things going on, and we're outside of our window of tolerance, what happens naturally is that our parasympathetic system goes super high because it needs to balance us, otherwise we're going to collapse, right? And we go into freeze mode. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? We stop feeling, but there's something going on inside us and we're going to have symptoms sooner or later. That's when diseases and things come up that were like, wait a minute, I was a healthy person. This happened out of nowhere. And that is a natural mechanism when things are too overwhelming. Sometimes we just freeze. So it is important, Sigrun, to also focus on the environment. In somatic experiencing, we, um, we do this thing called resourcing, which means that we have a list of resources for our clients and for ourselves, of course, of things that help us regulate. Things that, very simple things that feel good to us. So like petting your pet. For me, my cat, when I needed to wind down 
just petting him had this soothing effect um, and just connecting with him. And it helped me wind down. And there are these little simple things. Like it could be, for me, it's um, looking out my window. There are a lot of trees and I love to see the branches move with the wind. But it's not just observing that. It's like, I notice that it feels good to me. I don't know why. So how does that feel in your body? Always, always the exercise is to go back to your body and the sensation, which again is the language of the nervous system. That is what's going to help you wind down. If it stays in your mind and you're just analyzing why you feel good with a branch, then you're activating your neocortex, okay? Which is the thinking brain. And you don't want that. You want to connect with your body. That's where regulation happens. You can't think your way through that. So, um, so just see if you can put in your environment things that are resourceful for you, resources that feel good to you. Notice in your body why that feels good. Like when I pet my, uh, my cat, um, I would feel like this fuzzy feeling in my heart, right? And then I would feel that feeling. I would allow myself to feel the sensation. Um, and a lot of times when you're able to feel it for a while, it becomes expansive. Like it expands in your body. It becomes a little bit bigger. So, you know, I, I consciously try to, you know, hold space for that and let it move, just allow it, give it permission to, to move. And of course, sometimes when we focus on that, again, we're going to feel something else in our body. You know, like for me, it's usually a stiff neck because I'm on my computer all day, you know, and, uh, and then and my breathing starts changing. And so when I notice that I just ground and I start feeling my feet on the ground and there's, um, a good way to wind down is also to feel um, your edges. So you start with your, your, um, your arms and your legs, right? You can tap or you can just, you know, rub. And then I do that with my other arm and then I do that with my leg and then uh, my leg, <laughs> my neck, <laughs> and then the front of my neck and then my chest and then my back and then my legs all the way down because you start activating, you know, sometimes we disconnect from our bodies because we're in our mind and we don't even know what we feel. That's why it's not that the noticing gives us pain is that we start noticing what's going on in our bodies. And even if that can be a little bit uncomfortable because we notice a couple of things that we don't like, it still helps us wind down. Okay. So that is the number one thing for focus, drop back into your body and make sure that you have things around you that allow for that. If it's a, a nice plant, if it's even the memory, even if it's not something that's physically there, but it's the memory of your vacation uh, at the beach and how the sand felt or the sun felt or the sound of the sea and the waves, you can just take a moment to close your eyes, you know, breathe it out a little bit 
and see what happens in your body when you remember that. And it's like, hmm, okay, how do I know that this is a pleasant thing? Well, I feel something in my face. Okay, what qualities does that have? Well, it's just calm. It's just um, a soft, kind of like a soft vibration on my face. And when I remember the sun on my face and, and the warmth on my skin, what happens in my body it doesn't really need to be the warmth on, on your skin. Maybe something else happens in your body. Maybe it's just kind of like this fuzzy feeling. I had a client last week and we were working on something that was very activating for her. And then we brought in one of her resources, which is um, the memory of her dad, right? And her dad had passed, but the memory of her dad was very grounding for her. So I said, okay, so what's, what's the sensation in your body? right? What, what, where's the grounding? And she said, it feels like I have like two hands on my back, like something is supporting my back and, and, and it feels so warm and so good to me and I can feel the contact and that helped her regulate. And there was a discharge where she started yawning and that helped her discharge very activating energy. She had a really stressful week. And then she went after, after that session, she went home and she told me that she slept like a baby <laughs> and it was just connecting with that one thing to help come down from that. So, um, oh, I actually have to set aside five minutes for a question that Annette had. She emailed me a question. Good on Annette. I'm going to um, share my screen to show you something. Um, okay, so I'm going to share my screen. So this right here um, are different um, survival responses, right? These are, they're called autonomic expressions. This is the flight expression. This is the fight, the freeze that I told you that happens when, you know, the charge is way too overwhelming. The fawn, fawn means kind of like people pleasing. It's a social protective response. Um, so, you know, when these are all things that we just went through, when we're in flight mode, um, that we want to run away from it. I don't know if this ever happened to you ladies when you're doing your WAP and sometimes you feel that what you're putting on there is super challenging. Do you want to run away from it? Do you want to like go prepare coffee all of a sudden or just like look something up on the internet that has nothing to do with it? That's a flight response. It's a mild flight response, but it's still what it is. And this is, this is the kind of the symptoms, the, the way it manifests, okay? So um, the, the emotional tones are worry, fear, anxiety. And for the eyes, it's kind of like, you know, difficulty with eye contact because you just want to run away. Uh, rapid breathing and the upper part of the chest. So it's not like dropping down. 
Um, it's more of a, the posture is more pulled back and tense and, you know, like with the slightest noise, it's kind of like a jumpy and, you know, like restless legs, tapping feet, very easily startled. So how to support yourself, slowly put on breaks with everything that I just explained. And the same, that's exactly the same thing that is recommended for the fight response. And um, for the free state, when you realize that, oh, wait a minute, like I'm kind of stuck, you know, and I don't really feel much and my breath is really shallow and there's a lot of pausing and then I, I stare out into space and I get stuck staring out into space. Okay, then you need to stop what you're doing. You know, you need to stop what you're doing and then just like step back from whatever it is, if you can, right? If you can allow yourself to do that, because sometimes there's really important things to take care of. But if you can just walk away, go for a walk, start focusing on your body on the, you know, the more intense things that you can feel like your feet walking, you know, your breathing, just go back, go back to the body so that you can start thawing, right? So that you can start thawing. Um, the regulated state, which is where we're supposed to be, is, um, so the orientation is that when we're out and about, you know, we explore, we look at things with curiosity, we're not hyper vigilant on one thing, you know, and just like not really paying attention to everything else that's around us. It's relaxed, but, but alert. Okay. The emotional tones are calm, curious. So it doesn't mean that you're relaxed and ready to go to sleep. You're still present, right? You're ready to do something. You know, you're curious, you feel pleasure. You're able to feel pleasure. Um, and just full breaths into the belly. Um, you're settled into your seat. You're here present. Um, and, and you're attuned socially. Attuned means that you're not pretending that you're into the conversation with like half smiles and just kind of like, uh, and you're not really present. You're really in a flow of conversation with people around you. Okay. So that is kind of like in a nutshell, all of the different stress responses and how to wind down from them. And I'll share one last one to, uh, as a breathing exercise to wind down. It is um, exhaling for the twice amount of time than when you exhale, okay? So you inhale for like, for, um, how do you say? Like four seconds. So it's one, two, three, four, and then you just hold it for a second or half a second, and then you exhale eight seconds. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, or until you you can, right? Because you're gonna run out of air. So take much longer to exhale than to inhale. That is one of the most effective ways to activate your parasympathetic nervous system that helps you wind down. 
And if you've had a really stressful day, make sure you do that before you eat and after you eat, because that will help you digest food. And if you digest food properly, you'll have a more proper rest. If you have more proper rest, you'll be able to focus more. So it's all connected. Okay. Does anybody have a question before I get to Annette's question? Does it make sense? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Natasha. Yeah, absolutely. Do you do you find yourself in one of these states? Does it yes. does it resonate? Are they familiar? Very much. Okay. Yeah. So I guess if I need to sum it up, the best way for you to take care of your focus is to wind down, is to wind down with whatever helps you be present, be here. Okay. Um, so let me get to Annette's question, which she was so um, good on sending me. Okay, my question is, I have my goal to achieve and with all the festivities coming up, how to stay focused and shut the noise, staying focused and also commit to self-care. I will listen to the recording. Okay, yeah. So the holidays and the festivities, that's a big thing because we're wrapping up the year and at the same time, we're traveling to see family or family are coming to us or... Um, even a lot of things come up in families when we get together, right? The good, the ugly, like things get a little bit shaky, right? Um, if not, that's amazing. And, but still there's like a lot of food and a lot of um, stimulation, right? Conversation and catching up and, and dancing, hopefully, and, and things like that. Um, so uh, my answer to Annette is going to be the same. Add more things when there's more stimulation, when you know that you're going to be, let's say that you're, it's the festivities, it's the holidays, or you're going to be traveling on a business trip. So then you have like different dinner dates and uh, meetings throughout the day which is kind of exhausting, right? It's, there's a lot of stimulation and talking and conversation and information and all the things. Make sure to add more pit stops in the day to connect with yourself and wind down, whether it's doing those breathing exercises. And I recommend that you follow the Instagram account Somatic Experiencing International because they're always sharing tips on how to regulate your nervous system. Okay. Can say, sorry, can you say that again, Natasha? Somatic. Yes. Somatic experiencing. Experience. Yeah. International. So I think the um, handle. Yes. Yes, I can, Allison. Hold on. So I'm going to put it in the chat box. Somatic experiencing. And then international is just INT. There we go. That's, that's the Instagram account in the chat box. You can also look up Somatic Experiencing International. On, you Google it. 
and you'll find the website or actually I'll just, I'll drop it here. It's traumahealing.org. Okay. That's the website. Um, they're always sharing a lot of like seminars and things like that, but also um, ways to wind down and how to resource. And there are so many practitioners, um, therapists, psychologists that share a lot of uh, tips for regulation. Okay. If you Google nervous system regulation, um, or, or, you know, like for YouTube videos, you are going to find a lot of things because there just aren't enough minutes in this call to share all those resources with you. Um, but I'll share more next week because you have a call with me as well. So, um, my, my answer to Annette is to integrate more of those things to help you wind down and be present with yourself, more check-ins. So I call them uh, soma check-ins, which are like somatic check-ins. It's like, okay, what am I feeling? First off, what do I notice in my body in terms of sensations? And what am I experiencing in terms of emotion? Okay. Even if sensation is the, the language of the nervous system, it's, I, I still track my emotions because um, it has to do with how, how I'm experiencing those sensations and, and, and uh, what I'm perceiving around me. And by, by just noticing that and what part of my body I feel that, that helps me drop down and not be like up in here. And then you do your breathing exercises, you do your grounding exercises, you know, by, you know, feeling um, your feet, you know, by sitting on a chair and just uh, notice what feels supportive. Um, take out your list of resources of those things that even if you can't carry on with you because you're away from home, um, you can still connect with and then notice in your body how that pleasure or how that soothing effect feels in your body. Okay. So more drop-ins when there's more stimulation, more drop-ins, and that will help you not completely unfocus, right? That will help you keep your focus and not just your focus. Focus is just one of the things that help us stay aligned with it's your digestion it's your rest is um relaxing your muscles letting your muscles you know um release tension okay it is your skin you know because when we're prepared for threat our mouth gets really dry our eyes get dry too our skin gets dry because all of that is put in a different, um, in a different part of our body so that we're ready to, to charge. Right. Um, so we even look better. <laughs> we look more hydrated, you know, our skin is better. So there are less possibilities for disease for symptoms to come up and things like that. When we're stuck on activation, something's going to appear right sooner or later. 
our um, immune system gets weaker. So we're more prone to get, you know, like flus and things like that. All right. So what are you ladies taking away? Just uh, very, very briefly, something that resonated with you. To wind down. To wind down. Mm -hmm. To make that, to get back into my body, to focus. Okay. Excellent. Thank you, Daphne. Anybody else? The resourcing thing. I call it toolbox. Yeah. In other courts, we had these kind of boxes already. So um, I just add to it. Good. <laughs> this kind of boxes. So. Good. You expand your toolbox. <laughs> and I like the pit stop. <laughs> yes. We got to put a lot of pit stops when we're really busy. <clears throat> Sometimes we just wait until we get home you know, and at the end of the day, but, you know, by then we're, our nervous system is, is thirsty and hungry and it just needs so much. So sometimes it's good to just sit in a park bench or something, you know, and breathe and be like, okay, I'm looking at these trees. How does it feel in my body? It just takes five minutes. It's not that, that mm. big a deal. I, I had this kind of answer um, when people ask me, and when will be your next holiday? My next holiday, I have holiday everywhere, every day. Five minutes here, five minutes there. Yes. And then you see really thinking process behind their eyes. What yeah. is that? And I think that links to what you are saying too. Absolutely. That's a great concept. Like five minute holidays. <laughs> five minute hot. Yeah, just sit down and, and I, I love the beach. Mm, the beach is one of my resources. Like, the sun against my skin or the sound of the waves crashing or the sand underneath my feet. Those are always things that I go to. And I make sure that I anchor those sensations, you know, and that I feel them for a while. Um, mm. So yeah, it is a five minute holiday. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> All right, ladies. So let's take uh, our two pictures. And then I'm going to tag you in a little bit so that you can, um, you can share with me your insights and action steps. Okay. All right. We're going to take a, a decent one. So three, two, one. All right. And now we're going to take a picture winding down with our winding down face, our relaxed face. Three, two, one. <laughs> all right thank you um i'm gonna tag you there and thank you so much for for sharing and for your input and for being here today thank you thanks, thanks.